With mainstream media finally paying attention, Durham continues exposing Clinton's role in a massive criminal conspiracy. Everybody suddenly realizes the special counsel isn't playing around. By Brian Cates. You don't know Durham. For several years now, a war of disagreement has been waged in the conservative news media between two opposing sides. One side holds that there is a plan and that patriots behind the scenes have been fighting a secret war with the deep state. Many of these patriots are found inside the federal government in the FBI and the DOJ and other agencies. They do their fighting quietly, silently, professionally, with no leaks, and do not draw attention to themselves. Secrecy has been their best weapon. The other side holds that there are no patriots left fighting anything, anywhere, inside the federal government. The whole show is corrupt from A to Z. I've made no secret over the past five years which side of the argument I am on, and I highly respect many of the people who very strongly hold to the view that nothing is happening. I've heard the narrative for going on five long years now, and I don't blame some people for holding to it as the amount of corruption in our government is indeed quite extensive and severe. But when these people tell you nothing is happening, and there are no patriots left in the federal government, they are wrong about that. They've been telling you John Durham is either part of the corruption or he's an incompetent prosecutor whose reach far exceeds his grasp. Well, anybody telling you this doesn't know John Durham. They didn't research him. I did. One of the biggest problems in conservative media is that far too many people are forming their opinions on important issues by listening to highly elevated celebrities who don't research anything and who've been pontificating their snappy hot takes based on their own confirmation biases and passing this off as news commentary. This is not Durham's first rodeo. Back in 1998, when Attorney General Janet Reno needed a prosecutor to expose how deep the corruption ran in Massachusetts in both the local FBI and the police departments, she knew exactly who she wanted to send into Boston to head the federal investigation there. She wanted John Durham. Because John Durham is the guy you call in for the cases nobody else wants to touch, because the corruption goes so deep and so high that the forces arrayed against the person handling that investigation are going to be considerable. He's done it before, and now he's doing it again. Durham's name first surfaced in connection with Spygate back in January of 2019, when former FBI General Counsel James Baker's congressional testimony was leaked to the Epoch Times reporter Jeff Carlson. That testimony was given in October of 2018, more than two and a half months before. At first, when Baker's lawyer explains that he is advising Baker not to answer certain questions because he's involved, in an investigation being handled by a federal prosecutor, the panel members assume it's John Huber, the U.S. Attorney for Utah. The lawyer has to repeat Durham's name 
twice to Jim Jordan and the other panel members to impress on them that the U.S. attorney targeting Baker as part of a leak investigation is John Durham of Connecticut and not John Huber of Utah. Upon reading Jeff's report on the Baker transcript, I realized I very likely now had a name and a face at last for the person who'd been secretly investigating the Spygate-related leaks I had been writing about on Twitter and for the Epoch Times for the preceding two years. In 2017, 2018, and into the year 2019, not a whole lot of people believed anyone was investigating the leaks of classified information to the mainstream news media, leaks that targeted General Michael Flynn and several others inside Donald J. Trump's orbit. But I did. I strongly suspected that as per DOJ policy without any sort of announcement or press conference where the U.S. attorney leading the investigation was publicly identified or where a list of potential targets of the investigation was given to the press, such an investigation was indeed underway. I was so confident someone was investigating the leaks that I wrote several columns at the Epoch Times predicated on that assumption. I was positive. Stealth investigations were going on, and nothing was leaking from those investigations. Every now and then, the curtain would be drawn back for just a moment before being carefully dropped back into place. I said back in 2018 that members of the United States Congress were targets of federal leak investigations being run by U.S. attorneys, a claim I made repeatedly in the pages of the Epoch Times before it was publicly confirmed in June of 2021. You can read about that here, link in the article. So, for some number of years I knew secret stealth investigations were underway, being led by very serious people. While I took to calling these people the silent professionals, others mocked me and insisted nothing was happening. The very fact there were no leaks from any of these supposed stealth investigations was proffered as proof. Nothing was really going on behind the scenes. Me and my detractors ended up in a stalemate for several years. But waiting to be right is my superpower. And eventually I knew I was going to be proven right. Once I had a name and a face at last, in January of 2019, I went to work and extensively researched every public thing I could find out about John Durham. Below, you're going to see links to just some of the things I tracked down about Durham, who he is, and what he's been doing ever since he first became a prosecutor. From Avenging Angel takes on FBI, quote, that Durham could have better explained his own case to the press, is not to suggest that he is retiring. He is not. In a courtroom prosecuting a defendant, he sometimes looks ready to lunge at defense lawyers. If a 50-year-old lawyer trapped 16 hours a day in a cramped office can still lunge, he'll clinch with anyone, anywhere. One year in Connecticut as an assistant U.S. attorney, he put a third of New England's mafia in jail. He has never lost a case. He just doesn't like attention. That is making for an interesting turn of events. The driven, driven if publicly averse Durham has become the white knight 
in what is emerging as one of the country's worst law enforcement scandals. So far, as a special prosecutor in Boston, Durham has identified enough potential grand jury targets to become something of a full employment service for the defense bar. Defense lawyers, having belatedly reached the conclusion that his investigation is for real, are now scrambling to figure him out. Will he be able to run out all his leads, or will Department of Justice higher-ups cap the investigation at what they decide is a politically manageable point? Can Durham protect his task force from the brutal rivalries among the city's police agencies? And what kind of lawyer is it anyway who sneaks out a side door when he could be lecturing the TV news crews out front about the moral superiority of his position?" End quote. Durham doesn't like attention. And watch what happens when they all figure out he's serious about prosecuting everyone involved in this criminal joint venture that included the theft of classified information as they stupidly tried to turn that information into two specific Trump-Russia collusion hoaxes, the Steele dossier and the Alpha Bank server connection. This isn't the first time people not taking Durham seriously will end up trying to frantically catch up to him. Quote, but there are few glimpses of his private life. Asked if he would cooperate with a journalist writing about him, he volunteered to make available, quote, all the information to which members of the Fourth Estate are entitled under freedom of information laws. Pressed, he said, you know, I'm not the only person working on this case. Why don't you write about the others? They deserve credit, end quote. The fake news media has never been able to get John Durham to open up to them so they can attack him more effectively. I don't foresee this changing. Quote, For years, rumors flew in Boston that some criminals were committing murders and obstructing justice with FBI protection. It was suspected that men were wrongly convicted of crimes because the real criminals worked for the FBI. The Bureau dismissed the rumors as fantasy. Defense lawyers struggled futilely to prove them. Detectives from states as disparate as Connecticut, Oklahoma, and Florida worked a series of murders connected to the Hialeah industry and wound up with nothing but shared suspicion of the FBI and bitter knowledge that their cases dead-ended in Boston. All that is changing, and like him or not, Durham is the reason. A specially selected task force of investigators from around the country operating under his direction now appears on the way to succeeding where earlier investigations failed. Collectively, allegations in the string of indictments Durham has obtained so far present an incredible picture. Two supposed FBI informants put law enforcement to work for them. There is evidence that agents set up men for gangland murders for as little as a diamond engagement ring and a few thousand dollars." End quote. Read that blue highlighted part up there carefully. Quote, All that is changing, and like him or not, Durham is the reason. A specially selected task force of investigators from around the country operating under his direction now appears on the way to succeeding where earlier investigations failed, end quote. Because I have suspected for over three years now that history is repeating itself. 
Durham has been given a far different scandal to expose and prosecute this time. Where the corruption does indeed run deep and extremely high. A scandal with a scope that boggles the mind. I've suspected that Durham was functioning as a de facto special counsel with several U.S. attorneys working under him, handling different aspects of this massive national security scandal long before soon-to-be departing Attorney General William Barr made it official at last by signing a letter in October of 2020. I wrote several columns about this suspicion. There's a story included in that Hartford Courant link that shows the kind of character John Durham has. Quote, when a foursome of detectives won Red Sox tickets at a law enforcement golf tournament but couldn't make it to Fenway Park, they gave the seats to Durham, whose deepest flaw may be the Red Sox. This occurred at a time when Foxwoods Resort Casino was experiencing a run of bad press after a couple of gangsters were trying to insinuate themselves into casino operations. Durham snatched the tickets, took his sons, and spent the found money on overpriced sweatshirts. Back at work, there was a letter in his box, a forgery, it turned out, on filched stationery, from a high casino executive. The casino was thrilled, the letter said, that the man who would supervise any casino case could use its complimentary seats. In the future, they were his for the asking. The big laugh the detectives planned ended up as a frantic search through outgoing mail at the U.S. Attorney's office. Durham had mailed a check and apologetic letter to the casino before anyone could spring the joke on him." End quote. John Durham was so honest. Before they could reveal the joke to him, he'd mailed a letter to the casino containing a check. This is the guy now on the trail of Hillary Clinton and everyone she hired to run her criminal dirty tricks operation targeting Donald J. Trump, his family, and his associates and friends. I don't envy them.